Happy New Year 2023 is here, and the big question this year is who will win UFC titles and who will retain their current UFC titles. We'll have these topics and more next. Broadcasting live from an undisclosed location, this is the community MMA with your host, Chris Cross. What up, what up, this your boy Chris Cross checking in. This is a community MMA, and that's right, it's a new year, it's 2023. And we get a fresh start in the UFC. So I'm curious, who will be champions by the end of this year? Especially those, first and foremost, that aren't champions right now. Now, I'm willing to give you a prediction. A big prediction early on in the show. And that's that Hamza Chamaev, one way or another, will be a champion before January 1st, 2024. And usually UFC ends in the middle of December, so Hamza will be champion by December of 2023. That's today's prediction. I don't know if it'll be welterweight. I don't know if it'll be middleweight. But the UFC has got to get this guy a title shot in 2023. So let's look at those two divisions first, right? You got the welterweight, which will have a rematch between Leon Edwards and Kamaru Usman. I fully expect Kamaru Usman to walk away with the title. And that's the most likely shot for Hamza, right? To fight Usman <clears throat> to fight Usman late in 2023. Now there's also a lot of talk that he could fight Pereira, but he's unranked in the middleweight division. Pereira also is expected to rematch Adesanya, but how long will that take? Right? How long are we going to be waiting for that rematch? So it's not as likely in the middleweight division, although it would be perfect for him to fight. Alex Pereira, because I think he's got a stylistic matchup advantage over him. Pereira will not be able to defend the takedowns. He's got knockout power, but Hamza will shoot him for the takedown and win the middleweight title easily against Alex Pereira. That's my prediction. But will we get to see this matchup? I don't know. It really depends on what Adesanya wants to do and how quickly he wants a rematch or will he take some time Go back into training and let the division sort itself out, knowing he's a top contender uh, for either a rematch or for a title. So if Hamza goes in there and beats Pereira, Adesanya still gets uh, a title fight. So that's what it's really going to come down to, and time will tell. But I do believe Hamza will be the champion in one of those two divisions by the end of 2023, and then in early or late, well, sometime in 2024, he'll get his second belt. And then we're looking at 2025, light heavyweight division. So, you know, this is what's happening for Hamza Chemaev. Now, when you go to the lightweight division, you got a tough fight with Volkanovski first for Islam Mahachev, but Islam Mahachev will retain the belt uh, throughout 2023 in the lightweight division and probably 2024. So let's back up. What about the flyweight division? You got Moreno versus Figueiredo. That's going to be the toughest. I think Moreno wins again, and I wouldn't be surprised to see a fifth fight in that division. Bantamweight, Sean O'Malley is the champion by the end 
of 2023. Now, the only way this doesn't happen is if Marlon Vera beats Corey Sanhagen and they make O'Malley fight him before he gets a title shot, that could drag into 2024. Because there's no way Vera's fighting, then O'Malley's fighting Vera, and then O'Malley's getting a title shot. Uh, those are like three sequences. It's very tough to happen within the year. Now, if O'Malley gets a shot right away, you know, that should be an interesting matchup with him and Aljamain Sterling. Not an easy victory, and I'll watch that as a fan because I like both Sterling and Sean O'Malley. Featherweight, Volkanovski will retain that unless he wins a lightweight belt. Lightweight we know, welterweight we know, middleweight we know. Light heavyweight division. Hopefully Yuri Prohaska can return before the end of the year. Although they're saying like 12 months, if he can return prior to end of the year and get a title shot, he will end the year as champion. If not, who knows? I think either Glover Teixeira or Jamal Hill, whoever wins that, will fall when they attempt to uh, retain the title in the next fight. So the light heavyweight is going to be a very difficult one to figure out. The heavyweight division, you got the return of John Jones lingering. Francis Ngannou is still the champion. Will he compete in the UFC again? That's up in the air. So you got a lot of things going on uh, that could happen in these divisions. Also in the women's, I like to see Valentina Shevchenko uh, fight Amanda Nunez. And I know she's lighter and things of that nature, but, you know, Amanda Nunez is slowing down. If Shevchenko is going to get her, the time is now. Strawweight division, if Namajunas fights Zhang Wiley, she'll recapture the belt. And maybe you get a rematch there, and that lingers throughout the year. So these are all the things I think will happen. A lot of question questionable things, though, in these divisions, depending on next matchups and things of that nature. Like, will Hamza fight Pereira, or will Pereira fight Adesanya, or what's going to happen there? Or will Pereira just say, forget the middleweight and go to light heavyweight? I mean, all these things uh, are up in the air. So before we get to UFC 283, let's look at some recent polls over the last few days, you got Glover Teixeira getting 60% of the poll early over Jamal Hill. People, you know, 6 out of 10, 3 out of 5 saying Glover Teixeira wins that fight. And that's really because of the takedown ability, right, that he has uh, over Jamal Hill. I mean, Jamal Hill can land a, a knockout punch at any time. Highly likely to, but can he defend the takedowns? That's If he can, it's over. Teixeira is going to find a way to take this to the ground. And as expected, Islam Mahachev, 76% of the vote. That one early too, but that's been pretty consistent in both polls. Islam Mahachev getting three out of four votes. So there you have that. And it it's going to be real interesting uh, when that fight takes place to see how Volkanovski can do moving up a division against one of the best fighters in the world. So you got number one versus number two, uh, pound for pound right there. Now coming at UFC 283, Glover Teixeira versus Jamal Hill. That's the main event. You know in our prediction, we got Jamal Hill, barely. Flyweight title, Davis and Figueroa versus Brandon Moreno. I can't remember who I predict uh, to win this fight, but every time I predicted this one, I think I was wrong. Maybe got one of the first three or four fights right. Gilbert Burns versus Neil Magny. I like that matchup. Gilbert Burns wins, in my opinion. You got Lauren Murphy versus Jessica Andrade, four versus six in the flyweight division. Both fighters trying to get back to a title fight with Shevchenko. And the light heavyweight division, you got Shogun Rua taking on Ihor Potier. Uh, Shogun Rua in his last fight uh, of his professional career, or so he says right now. And you got some other big fights at UFC 283. 
let's get into a couple predictions today. First, you got Diago Moises. Check this out. In the lightweight division at UFC 283, you got Diago Moises, the Brazilian, taking on Gurum Kutatilate. Both guys uh, are worthy opponents, obviously. 16 and 6 Moises. Gurum 12 and 3. Had some setbacks, but he's going to come in here ready to go. He's 5'11 compared to the 5'9 Moises. So, two inch height advantage. He's got a one inch reach advantage. Both guys stand right handed. Now, significant strikes per minute goes to Gurum 3.8 compared to 2.5. But the takedown advantage goes to Moises, who lands like one every three rounds. Uh, Gurum, not much to talk about there. But So neither guy is high level trying to get to the fight to the ground a lot, but it could happen. Now Moises, 60% takedown defense. He's coming off the win over Christos Giagos by submission. So he's coming in with a win behind him after suffering two losses before that. Now, on the other hand, Gurum, 77% takedown defense. So that evens things, gives him the advantage on the feet. He's coming off the loss to uh, Demir Ismagulov, but he did beat Matush Gamrat by split decision. Controversial decision, too, because he trailed by 15 significant strikes, and it was five takedowns to none. So we'll see if he can bounce back here. Uh, Diago Moises, though, finds ways to win, but Gurum is going to defend the takedowns well, lands more significant strikes. I think this is a tough test for Moises, and he doesn't pass it. Gurum's going to win here with the takedown defense and significant strikes by decision. He's good at getting decision wins. He'll move to 13-3, and three, lightweight division, UFC 283. Yeah, so we got Gurum winning this one, and it's not going to be easy. I mean, that's going to be a highly interesting fight. Uh, down in the prelims, 15-fight card. It's ridiculous. Kudolate uh, finds ways to win decisions, though, like against uh, Matush Gamrat. He was taken down five times and trailed by 15 significant strikes, and somehow he got a split decision. So when the judges are giving guys like that a decision in fights they lost, you got to think if you can just get it to a decision, uh, maybe he does something right during the fight, that even when he trails in the stats, he still gets the win. So we're going with uh, Gurum to beat Diago in that one. And then you got another interesting one here down in the prelims with JL10 Almeida, who went up to heavyweight and has been beating people. But this is going to be a tougher fight for him uh, as he works his way up the ladder. Here's Jailton Almeida at 283. In the heavyweight division at UFC 283, you got Shamil Abdurakimov taking on Jailton Almeida, who's perfect so far in the UFC. Now, Abdurakimov 20 and 7, Almeida 17 and 2, uh, over a pretty good stretch of, of his MMA career. But he's undefeated in the UFC right now. Both guys 6'3. Almeida has a three-inch reach advantage. Both guys stand right-handed. Now, when you look at uh, the activity between these two, that's uh, Jailton Almeida's strength, right? He's a guy that fought at light heavyweight. He's moved up. He's going to be a little quicker. He lands about 3.6 significant strikes per minute compared to Shamil's 2.6, so big difference there. He also lands about 7.2 takedowns over three rounds, or to be more exact, over two per round in about four or five UFC fights. Shamil 1.1. So Almeida has the advantage here, but what if Shamil Abdurakimov ties him up, catches him? He's going to have the weight advantage for sure, but he's lost to Sergey Pavlovich, who's turned out to be an excellent fighter. By first round knockout, he lost to Chris Dawkins, another good fighter by second round knockout, and Curtis Blades, obviously a very good fighter by second round knockout. So it makes it hard to make a decision here because before that against guys he probably should beat, he beat. And some good ones, Marcin Tybura, Andre Orlovsky, 
and Chase Sherman. So this will be the toughest fight so far for Jailton Almeida since he's moved up. Now he's coming off the win over Anton Turkal by submission. Parker Porter, submission. Danilo Marquez, KO. And Nazruddinov by submission. But none of these guys are at the caliber uh, of Shamil Abdurakimov's opponents. That's what makes the uh, prediction tough. He's also got a 50% takedown defense. That's not very good. And, you know, he'll do fine as he comes up here in the heavyweight division as long as he doesn't get taken down. So that's what you got to figure out here. And I think, yes, he's not going to get taken down. He's going to defend the takedowns well by, you know, a lot of speed and being aggressive and shooting for takedowns of his own. He, get, he gets his opponent tied up or on the ground with a takedown. This fight is over. If you keep it standing, he's much quicker too. So I'm just going to bank on the fact that Jailton Almeida will not get caught. He'll be quicker until they find someone that can keep up with his speed. He's going to keep winning. He'll win this one, uh, in my opinion, by submission, first or second round. He'll catch uh, Shamil Abdurakimov to get the win to move to 18-2. and two. Impressive record to 90% win percentage here in the heavyweight division at UFC 283. Yeah, and I'm banking on the fact that Almeida bulks up. Right, he's had almost a year now, maybe a little more in the heavyweight division. He moved up from light heavyweight and has performed really well, but he's beaten people he should, and so does Shamil. He beats people he should, so we're not going to know till this fight takes place. Uh, nothing in the stats indicate that this fight will go one way or the other, especially when Jailton Almeida has limited heavyweight action. So far, his speed uh, has been his advantage. He takes guys down, ground and pound, and gets to win, so... We'll bank on that continuing here in this fight and hopefully see Jelton Almeida get the win for sure. Now, as we jump into the Q&A, we got Mo Larry Curley first. Volk has no chance. He doesn't even have knockout power. Islam's stamina is unreal, so don't think Volk could wear him down. Islam, sub, round one. And he continues, nobody likes rematches. It means you have, you have to beat the champ twice to continue as champ. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy, right? All these rematches we keep talking about. Paul B. Duelist makes total sense. Hamza, number one here, too. Tony Ferguson is my number two. Three, got to be Shevchenko. And four, Yuri Prohaska. Yes. And, of course, I like it because that's what the Duelist is all about. It's, it's meant to make you think. If someone walks up to you on the street and says, who are your top five in the UFC? You know, doesn't mean they're the best fighters. It means these are the guys that you like. That's what it's all about. Sear Johnson. Just give the double belts to the Boers. He's getting, he's getting them sooner or later. Yeah, Hamza Chamayev all the way. Bansuk. At this point, it's either silliness or stubbornness that keeps Connor on that list. Yeah, I know. We got to look at Connor. I mean, he hasn't fought in a while. He's still one of my favorite fighters, though. So it's like if I take him off the list and he fights, he's going right back on. So for right now, I'm leaving him. But I understand exactly what you're saying. Neymar Jr. Nice to see we agree. On one and two, both my favorites, yes, Islam and Hamza, for sure. Akeem Porter, Hill, first or second round KO. And bruh, I said Paul Craig KO'd Hill. No, he didn't. It was a submission. And mind you, Craig beat Magomed. More on the do list. Uh, Mad idiot, I think. I'm kind of like Ilya Topuria, whatever his name is. Yeah, Ilya Topuria is for real, for real. He's one guy we should look at adding to the list here in the near future. He needs one more win. We'll put him on there because I like him. No doubt about it. Cash 
7935. Everybody you say going to destroy loses. <laughs> yeah. We had a rough finish to 2022, but we started off really strong. So at the end of the year in main events, we're over 75%. So, you know, we started out like 17 and three. So, you know, even if we went 50% down the stretch, we're over 75 and we went more than 50%. So don't worry so much about what happened lately, but look at the year as a whole. Kev Kali, I totally agree with this list. Well done. Cosmic Melanin, dude's list. Fist bump. Yes. So that's what's going on um, in the Q&A. Make sure you get involved. Uh, leave a comment on any video. We'll read your comment for sure. And if you get involved in the super chat or super thanks, uh, your comment is definitely getting talked about. So do that for us. Always appreciated. Donations really help build the channel. But for now, we got to leave it there. NFL is getting started. I got to go watch my Dolphins and pray that they can win with a backup quarterback. We'll see. But for now, it's your boy Chris Cross. Hope you have, hope you have a great day and God bless. Peace.